This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the second hour of the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. He'll be back on Monday. Uh, Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hey. Hey. And uh, I'm wondering, what is the one thing you need to do each and every morning to make it a great day? 651-641-1071. And the reason I'm asking is because I found this compilation of five mistakes that people make in the morning that ruin their productivity. Oh, no, Sam. So sort of the opposite, right? Like kind of taking a negative look at it like what makes your day terrible and i was like who i don't that's i don't want to talk about that <laughs> why don't we talk about what, what makes your day great yeah what's the part of your morning routine that makes your day great really quick i'll just tell you what these five mistakes are that ruin your productivity so i can get it out of the way uh not prepping the night before starting the day in reactive mode instead of proactive mode skipping breakfast not getting dressed and forcing yourself to wake up too early. So that's a good way to ruin all of your so productivity. So having hangry nudity is going to make you a less productive... Hangry nudity... Human being. Yes. Right, Especially know. like early waking hangry nudity is like the worst. <laughs> okay, 651-641-1071. What is the one thing you need to do in the morning to make it a great day? Who is our first caller, Holly? Mary is joining us. Hello, Mary. Mary, What is the what is one thing you need to do in the morning to make it a great day? I actually give my cats treats every morning. They are waiting, and then I feed them, and then they leave me alone. When you guys were talking about cats on, you know, your computer and, you know, papers, I have had a cat change the language on my computer. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes, to something that I'm like, oh, my gosh. Pull out another computer to try and undo it. Oh, that's hilarious. Sounds about right. Yeah, that you know, cats. <laughs> so that's what I do. Cats have a have a. Thank you, Mary, for your call. Um, cats have an interesting schedule all their own, and uh-huh. they will tell you what it is. And if you mess up their schedule, they'll mess up yours. Yeah, no that's shame. What they in do <laughs> exactly. Who do we have next, Holly? Shelby's next. Hi, Shelby. Shelby, what is one thing you need to do every morning in order to make it a great day? You know, of course, it starts with lots of coffee, but then I do all of the dishes from the day and night before, in addition to any loose ends as far as tidying up. So when I get home from work, I can relax and not think about it. Yes, I love that. (laughs) You just got to, like, set yourself up for a great day by making sure that you don't have extra junk you need to take care of when you come home. Absolutely. And knowing you're coming home to a clean house is the best part of it. Oh, isn't that the nice. best? Thank you for your call, Shelby. That is so true, though. Like, I, I, I do notice 
when I get all of the things done, I like I have to my morning self has to talk to my afternoon self. My afternoon self is not going to want to do anything. No. When I get done with the show and I go home, I don't want to have to talk to anybody. I don't want to have to like do anything that requires focus because I've already focused. I'm done with focusing. Yeah. So like getting it done is like a favor to your afternoon self. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't that sweet? Mm -hmm. Who else do we have on the line, Holly? Uh, Gracie's on the line. Hi, Gracie. Gracie, what is one thing you have to do in the morning to make sure it is a great day? Uh, Washing my face. Washing your face? First thing in the morning, make sure that face gets washed and you're going to have a great day, right? <laughs> Thank you, Gracie. Have a great day. <laughs> Wash that face. Wash honey. that face. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Coffee is essential. Okay. Coffee. Coffee was going to, like, for sure be my answer, yeah. right? I mean, everything else is negotiable outside of coffee. 150%. And like, Folgers said it best. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. I actually get excited about my first cup of coffee in the morning. Like my routine literally is to putter downstairs before I even really have like acknowledged or, you know, accepted that I've opened my eyes and I am awake. I pour myself a cup of coffee and I savor the first sip. It mm. is like the best moment of my day. Just like you're in a the Folgers commercial, right? Mm. And, and yes, it's so good. Sometimes I go to I get excited to go to sleep, right? Just because you know you're going to wake up to coffee. Because I know I'm that much closer yeah. to having a good cup of coffee. I so, so get that. <laughs> that by the way, that is one thing I will say about the Colleen and Bradley show. This entire team really values coffee. Oh, yeah. And I value that. Uh, Who else do we have on the line? Chris is here. Hi, Chris. Chris, what is the one thing you have to do every single morning to make sure it's a great day? Hi, Chris. Oh, hi. Sorry. That's okay. Um, Every morning during the week, um, I'll be eating breakfast, and my sister calls me when she's on her way to work. So I talk to her every single day. Okay, I love that. How long have you been doing that? For as long as I can remember. When she got out of the Navy and moved back here, and she just lives down in Rochester, and so she's going in the morning. So every morning, we talk to each other on the phone. Oh, I just love that so much. Well, yeah, so if one of us is feeling down, we can make the other one laugh, and and we just head off the whole day just that way every day. What a great, what a great tradition. What a great routine to have. Thank you for your call. I love that, talking with her sister. Uh, who do we have next? Jeremy's here. Hi, Jeremy. Jeremy, what is the one thing you need to do every single morning to make sure it's a great day? I So it goes back along the lines of what you were talking about, coffee. Like, that's the obvious answer for so many adults, right? Right. But mine is actually cold brew. Like, even in the dead of winter, if I get, I brew my own cold brew, and if I get down to, like, the last little bit, and I don't have cold brew left, it's a major bummer. So... <laughs> Cold brew coffee is actually the go the uh, the uh, thing that makes me happy for the day. That's your go to. I get it. Like yeah. there's something about the cold and the coffee waking you up. Yeah, and there's no middle ground. If it's hot, it's great. If it's cold, it's great. If it's room temp, it's awful. No, thank you to that. <laughs> thank you, Jeremy. Have a great day. That, I hope he had his cold brew. Yeah, I hope he did too. Well, that's one of those things where, yeah, you the worst, the worst, and this happened over the weekend is when you wake up in the morning and you're out of coffee. Oh, it's the you guys, 
You're like, the beans are gone. What am I going to do? You're going to have to actually put clothing on and walk somewhere to get it. Yeah. Now, I feel very fortunate where I can put on some clothing that doesn't require mm, fashion. Yeah. Where I can walk down the street and I can go and get some coffee. But still, it's just like, well, you know, it's interesting. Like, I feel really lucky, too. We live a block away from a coffee shop. Yeah. And like, I could probably wear slippers over there and it wouldn't be an issue. So that like, I feel fortunate for that. It is, that is a tragic moment, though, when you wake up in the morning and the coffee's gone. I have had that happen twice at a time in my life where that wasn't, um, it wasn't possible for me to then walk around the corner to the coffee shop because I had small children. And I started to hoard beans and like hide them in my house so that I know where they are for that terrible moment that it happens. Well, did you ever forget where you put the beans? Never forget where I put the beans. Never forget. But I always made sure I had beans, and then I had the emergency beans. You're See, you plan ahead, like a person who plans ahead. I But I learned, I learned through the worst-case scenario. Just horrific caffeine Horrific. Like, well, it's not even... You know what's funny about it is, like, I even actually have a stash of decaf... For me, it's just the flavor and the heat of the coffee and the smell of it. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't have caffeine, I'm probably going to still be all right. (laughs) Maybe. 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 When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is Friday. And you know what that means. Every Friday, we try something uh, to see if we like it. We do it so you don't have to. It's cheat day. We're going to cheat after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, sometimes I feel like that about coffee. Oh. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, is uh, on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. And Hi. it is Friday today, which means it's a cheat day. Dirty, rotten cheater. What this means is uh, typically the three of us are pretty, uh, pretty tied down to our ways of eating. But on Fridays, we throw caution to the wind and we try something so you don't have to. Holly, what are we trying today? This was your suggestion and I'm very glad about it. Well, this comes to us courtesy of the Golden Arches. This is from McDonald's. That's called (laughs) McDonald's for those who don't know it intimately. Uh, They have a fairly new offering on their menus and we and we got to try it mcdonald's has entered the fast food chicken sandwich wars which i mean this is a real thing like this kind of started what last year when we got um was it chick-fil-a that came no popeyes came on the scene Mm -hmm. with that uh they had never had a fried chicken sandwich before and people were like what so they showed up they made their fried chicken sandwich. We tried it. It was delicious. That was really good. It was Man, real good. That was probably almost I don't even know time. Maybe and it space. was like two years ago. Yeah. Time is made up. It, time is made up. But that kicked off this fried chicken trend. Yes. Fried chicken ch- sandwich trend. The, with the chicken sandwich being made of bun, fried chicken, pickles, and some kind of spicy sauce. Yeah. Which I am not seeing a spicy so sauce. So I didn't get on... us the spicy one. I got us the plain one. Oh, okay. Whoops. Whoops. I was like, this looks a little dry Yeah, to me. it's definitely not going to be a spicy situation. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, it's that's just going to be a chickeny situation. Yeah. So, 
to that end, would you like to go in first or would you like me to go sure. in first? Sure, I'll, I'll eat first. Okay, so what we have here is a bun that looks, you know, I don't even know, like bun talk, but it looks kind of brioche It's kind, It kind of looks like maybe a sweeter bun. It's not the typical, like, typical bun that your burger comes on. It's got that sort of yellow tinge to it, which makes me feel like it's like a Hawaiian bun or something sweeter. And then you've got like a fried chicken breast patty or breast. It's just a breast. And then you get a couple pickles in there. Pickles. Pickles. You get your pickles. Uh, all right. Well, I put that in my mouth. Okay. I'm going to put it in my mouth while you talk. And you described it lovely, Colleen, but what you described is nothing like I put in my mouth. Mm. You hyped it up so much mm. and so beautifully that what you're experiencing right now is a sad trombone of a chicken sandwich. Mm. There is no hint of Hawaiian bread. Now, the bun, you're right, it does have a little bit of an indentation, and it's not the t- traditional bun that Burger King, ser- or Burger King, sorry, McDonald's, McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's serves their sandwiches on, but it doesn't taste like anything. Mm-mm. It doesn't taste like anything, and it's not fluffy. It's flat. Can I also tell you what is kind of a womp womp of that? And it's dry. The chicken, like, there's nothing There's nothing exciting about the chicken either. No. Like, what I will say is, that's a legit chicken breast, right? That's not like a chicken patty. Yeah, the breast is fine. Yeah, it's fine. But, like, the... Hold on. I, ju- I did just taste the bun solo, and it's decent. It's fine. It's fine. Hold it's on. Fine. I'm getting a chunk of the breast. Okay, no. take a honk of breast. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually... Okay. Well, the bun is overwhelmingly McDonald's forward. Okay, here's the deal. If I took this apart, I think it would be a good experience. Like, disassembled, deconstructed. The chicken is decent. For some reason, it's just when it's all together, it's doesn't it doesn't sing. It's very, like, pedestrian. It's just meh. I'm really it's very meh. Yeah. But if you take but ser- okay, seriously, try this. Like just take the bun off mm-hmm. and grab a side of chicken. Okay. And it's not it's I- I'd eat that. Right? Yeah. Are you getting into that? That's fine. Yeah, it's good. I kind of now I'm sorry that I didn't get the spicy one. But it's fine. This is very overwhelming, and I'm not gonna finish this half of the sandwich. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But it is, yeah. I mean, listen. If you are in the mood for a fried chicken sandwich... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you happen to be at McDonald's? Then get it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it, that's a thing.
I don't know. I don't know that I'm going to order this. If I'm at McDonald's, I'm going to order something different, I think. Well, if I'm at McDonald's, I'm going to order a Big Mac. That's okay. why I'm at McDonald's. Isn't that funny? I'm a traditionalist when it comes to things like that. If I don't I'm going to go to ever ordered a Big Mac. They're good. I know they're super good. I'm just realizing like if I'm at McDonald's, I'm ordering a, a quarter pounder with cheese. 100% of the time. See, we have you you are a traditionalist as well. Yes. You stick with your order. Yeah, now I should but I should be getting the Big Mac. I never think about it. Now we have to rate this. Okay. Mhm. McDonald's entry into the fried chicken sandwich wars. Okay. I'm giving it a 2. Yeah. Because it's edible, it will hit a spot, a spot. <laughs> a spot will be touched. A spot will be touched by this chicken sandwich, but I would not order it independently. And in the rank of fast food chicken sandwiches, this is at the bottom. This yeah, is at the of bottom. Of the ones that we've tried, this one is definitely my least favorite. How many Cobras? I'm going to give it two as well. Mm -hmm. I want to give it 2.5 because I do have faith that if there, I do have faith in if I would have ordered the spicy one, that the spicy sauce would have been, would have thrown it over the edge for Mm -hmm. me. But the way that we just had it, I mean, yeah, it's a two. It's a solid two. (laughs) Solid two. A solid two. Uh, Because when I was out, when I took some time off, one of the things I did accidentally is do a survey of fast food oh, fried chicken sandwiches across this great nation that of ours. Accidentally. I accidentally. Love that. But the McDonald's one is at the bottom. I mean, you've got Popeyes, you've got Chick fil A. Even the Sonic one tasted better than this. And by the way, if you are in certain parts of the United States and you are familiar with a restaurant called Golden Chick, that place. Is amazing. Okay, it's not a fast food restaurant. It is a fast food. I did restaurant. not realize that. And it's based out of Texas, I think. But they're in places across the country. That fried chicken sandwich was the bomb. Was the bomb. dot com. Mm. So McDonald's, unfortunately, didn't do it for us. D- didn't do it. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. We've got some celebs behaving badly to tell you about. Uh, we call them D-bags. We'll get you up to speed after this on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are just trying to make things go. You know, it's Friday. It There's fine. just a little some things we got to fix. It's but no fine. big deal. It's fine. We're fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. Uh, but you know what we have to do right now? We have to tell you about some celebs behaving badly. We call them... D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Who's your D-Bag? Uh, it's Hillary Baldwin. Hillary Baldwin. Some people call her Hilaria, but we've decided to call her by her given name. Does she get wings for this? Oh, for sure. Is she a frequent flyer? She for sure is. So... This was the lead story on People.com this afternoon. And and we did talk about this in the Dirt Alert update before. So we have to dig a little deep into the story to find the actual mm, nugget of debaggery. Yes, the debag nugget. Yeah, so we have to dig a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, dig for the nugget. Yeah, so this is a People.com exclusive. What does an exclusive mean? Call is coming from inside the house. 
Well, the call coming from inside Hilaria Baldwin's house is saying that she doesn't need to explain why she decided to expand her family the way she did. Now, the story was a couple of weeks ago that Hillary Baldwin and Alec Baldwin made a surprise announcement with the addition of a newborn daughter to their family. Mm-hmm. So it just was like, surprise, here's our new baby. And we were like, oh, okay, here's a new baby. But they just had a baby. They, so Hilaria had a son in September of 2020. So people were like, oh, okay, well, here's a new baby. And I was told there would be no math, but you know, you start to do math when you're like, they just had a baby and now there's another baby. And I don't think, I I mean, like, I don't think you can just keep one in there for a while. Yeah. You know, I've got like a, a, a store time card of like routes and it didn't really quite line up. It didn't line up. It didn't exactly. line up. Now, you know, people were talking about that and kind of scratching their heads and wondering, well, what's going on now? In this story, a source tells People.com that, quote, it's no one's business about a woman's right to choose how and when she expands her family. Now, to that, that is true. Yeah, we right? say correct. 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 Yes. Source at People.com. That is correct. However, Hillary, Hilaria Baldwin, has made it an actual business of the business of her family. Mm -hmm. And so when I hear that, it's like, yes, that is a correct quote. But also people are going to be talking about the math involved in the family because you have made the math of your family an actual business entity. Yeah. And not only that, but again, I mean, I think we've been having these conversations and certainly, um, you know, as regards to Piers Morgan, et cetera, you you can't control what people are are saying or how people are asking questions mm-hmm. or how people are even critiquing you. You can't control any of that. What you can control is how and wi- what you wish to respond to. Now, is she right? Absolutely. Yeah. It is not anybody's business how they've chosen to add to their family. Right. Period. Full stop. Totally agree with Hilaria Baldwin yes. on this front. That is or, actually or the source. The excuse source, me, which is which probably is Hilaria. Hilaria. <laughs> Um, so like, yes, full stop. That absolutely is true. However, in bringing it up and talking about it, it sort of gives, it breathes life into that questioning, right? Mm -hmm. It, it, it waters the weeds. It, it, it sort of mm, allows the conversation to continue Yeah. when the truth is, if you just ignore it, don't give it oxygen, it'll peter out at some point, but people, you can't control what people are going to wonder about. Yes. Yes. And specifically, and I and I give say this in this story specifically about Hilaria Hillary Baldwin is that it it you have made your personal life. Yeah. You have monetized your personal life and your celebrity is centered around your personal life and even more specifically around being a mom. So naturally people are going to be curious about what you are doing in your family life. It's difficult. Like, it is hard. Like, there's a nuance to it. And this is, I think, the risk of being an influencer. Yes. Or being a person who, to your point, monetizes your family. There there does become a point where it is too far for you. Mm -hmm. And you get to draw that line in the sand for sure. But you can't necessarily... How do I say this? 
you can't necessarily get upset with people for going that far because you've invited them. Yeah that far you don't have to share beyond that how do i say it's interesting because actually megan markle kind of talked about this in the oprah interview Mm -hmm. talked about how you know like with pictures of her kid like privacy is like you know if you have a picture of your kid on your desk at work and somebody comes in and goes oh i love that picture of your kid give me your phone i'd like to look at all your pictures of your child yeah that would that's like a huge invasion of privacy right but right. no i'm only choosing to show this picture yes absolutely however if you've shared the one picture people will want to see more mm-hmm. meaning if you've shared these pieces of your family and of your life people will ask to see more and you're under no obligation to deliver exactly. on those asks. Exactly. And so to talk about it, to put it out there, is what breathes oxygen into that story. Yeah. Hillary. Yeah. And Hillary. really, at the end of the day, for her, it's about continuing to have their names on our lips. Yeah. Also, I do think there's a little piece of her that likes to be like the um, the, the victim. Well, the... Y- y- Yes, Colleen. And I I think it's the tone of this exclusive people.com story. The tone of that feeds into that tendency to lean into that kind of mentality. Right. It's like, I'm going to give you all of this stuff. I'm going to show you all of this stuff. I'm going to bring you into my bathroom. I'm going to show you, you know, all of my kids laying in bed together. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with all of this. I'm just saying that's what she does. And then when people ask questions, it's like shaming us for being curious. Well, right. It's like you share very intimate moments of your life. Very intimate moments of your life. And then people are kind of curious and have intimate questions. And then you shame us for it. And then you shame people for it. Which is just a weird, that's a weird relationship. But like I said, that is sort of the risk you run as an influencer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we did that. Yeah, we did that. Colleen, do we have something else to do? We got a D-bag to talk about? I do. I have, um, I'd like to tell you about Army Hammer. This is sort of old news, but I think it sort of gives us a, another um reason to it just it's like further debugging uh army hammer so we've already we've already established that army hammer has some questionable behaviors right right um you know when it comes to cannibalism <laughs> um, yeah. and you know we're not kink shaming uh but he basically said he wanted to chew on his lady's ribs um, which is just awkward. Anyway, what I thought was interesting is this story from 21 hours ago in The Insider says that one of the reasons why the marriage broke, Army Hammer and Elizabeth Chambers, is because she found a message, a kinky message. Actually, it wasn't even that she found a kinky message. He sent her a kinky message that was meant for his side chick. I don't believe this for a second. You don't? Well, I don't. Okay, wait. I want to actually dig into that. So I just think that's debaggy behavior. But I wondered when I brought it up if you, Holly, because you are, you comb through our blind items. Yeah. And you have a different sort of bird's eye view of Army Hammer's relationship than I do. If you would buy this. So let me just say in terms of debag life, if indeed he accidentally sent his wife a kinky message meant for his lover, that is debaggy. Mm-hmm. That is believable. That debaggy behavior mm-hmm. 
that Army Hammer sent a raunchy text message accidentally to his wife, Elizabeth Chambers, that was meant for somebody else. That is believable. That is D-baggy behavior. What I don't believe about this story is that that was an impetus for her to file for divorce. Because by all means, the blind items say that they have been getting hot and heavy with each other and with other people. All at the same time. All at the same time. Mixed up in the same soup. Yeah, mixed up in the same soup and doing it in very mm, loud and public ways. Because NT Lawyer would have you believe that these two are a hot couple. Mm. And they like to get hot in a lot of different places. Mm. And they also like to let you know that they're getting hot in a lot of different Mm. places, including but not limited to bathrooms, offices, Mm. etc. Interesting. That's the gossip about that. So what this story speaks to is that it's Elizabeth Chambers' people that are trying to frame her in a narrative of that she wasn't involved in any of this or that she was a victim of Army Hammer's raunchy behavior and his straying from the relationship. Interesting. So this seems like it's a story from Elizabeth Chambers' PR people. Okay, I do also just want to throw this out there as a D-baggy thing, too. So apparently the source who talked to the insider said the following. And there's one, I'm wondering, you'll be able to pick out the thing that makes it D-baggy to me, okay? Okay. The source said, the Hammers had been an expensive family therapy. That's it. That's the whole sentence. Oh, jeez. Expensive family therapy? Oh, you mean they didn't decide to go down to the corner BOGO therapy spot? Like they didn't go to the (laughs) discount therapy shop? I mean, sometimes, as a person who has maybe perhaps uh, indulged in some, like, you know, Groupon health experiences... I'm really glad that Vanity Fair pointed out that, no, Army Hammer and Elizabeth Chambers did not do that. No, they went to the expensive therapist, which, (laughs) of course, then you know it's good because it's me. Yeah, whatever. It's whatever. Yeah, yeah. this is total. This is this. This story is trying to frame Elizabeth Chambers and is trying to contextualize her in a way in this relationship that mm, perhaps there is some truth. Makes her look completely innocent. Yeah. And you know what? People got complicated relationships. And there are rules and boundaries within a relationship that work for that individual relationship and wouldn't work in others. But, you know, I get it. You're trying to move away from the fact that your husband wanted to eat somebody's rib. Weird. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have a D-bag update. Uh, I would like to update you on the developments concerning one Piers Morgan and Sharon Osbourne. We'll talk about it after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. He'll be back on Monday. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Greetings. Greetings. And we have a little uh, D-bag update for you. Shall we roll the beautiful bean footage? Let's do it. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. I feel like this D-bag update gets one of these. Yeah, Mm. because um, here is the headline. Piers Morgan demands apology from CBS The Talk after Sharon Osbourne clarifies racism stance. So, yeah, this is like, okay, I can't even. Okay, backing it all the way up. 
Because really, truly, the beginning of this story is about an interview that occurred between Prince Harry. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Megan Markle and Oprah Winfrey. Mm-hmm. Piers Morgan not mentioned. However, Piers Morgan, as he is wont to do, threw some elbows to get himself into the story. So... He has a personal axe to grind with Meghan Markle, which became incredibly evident to him or to to us uh, in his remarks on his own show, Good Morning Britain, which was on ITV across the pond, when one of his co-hosts called him out for the fact that he was being unfair and, you know, rude and out of line because he had a personal axe to grind. Piers Morgan got up from his chair, marched off set, in the middle of a live program, like a petulant child, mm-hmm. and then decided to leave his position at Good Morning Britain. And then Sharon Osbourne, who also wasn't in this story to begin with, uh, decided to speak out in defense of Piers Morgan. And again, here's the thing, you guys. People are entitled to their opinions. However, you also have to be accountable for your opinions. You also have to be able to back those up. And so what ended up happening is Piers Morgan, who couldn't back up his own opinions because he decided to march off like a child, then Sharon Osbourne decides to step in and try to defend his opinions. Then she's held accountable to defend her own opinions. And so she cries about it. Mm -hmm. And now Piers Morgan... Because his ego is so hurt, poor white man, decides that he demands an apology from the talk. That's the end of the story. He doesn't deserve it, and I'm over him. (laughs) Again, you guys, cancel culture is not the issue. The issue is people need to be accountable for the things that they say. You don't get to speak without consequence. That is not, you are not promised that ever. Nobody is. Yeah. You know, what's interesting, too, in addition, yes, all all the things that you said, Colleen, about mm-hmm. Piers Morgan, is that he posted on Instagram uh, a lengthy note about the situation. And now Great, I won't be reading that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, here's the thing. But he you're now we're getting conflicting stories about. And it seems that Piers Morgan is trying to reshape the narrative to fit his of course own he is. agenda. Of course he is. Uh, have never seen that before. Never. 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 That never happens. Never happens. But he says that he lost his job at Good Morning, Brit- Good Morning Britain because he chose not to apologize for disbelieving Meghan Markle's claim. Now, this goes counter to the narrative that was happening at the beginning of the week where he said he quit Good right. Morning Britain. So which one is it? Right. Which Good one? Point. You know, which one is it? Because now you're saying that you've lost your job. That implies that this was not your choice to leave this show. Whereas which, earlier in the week, you quit 
And right. and you act that that is an active that is a verb yeah. that you chose to do. So which one is it, Piers Morgan? Right. Which one is it? And again, going into what we talked about yesterday, that your your Piers Morgan is creating the narrative that this is an issue of free speech. And what you just said earlier in the segment, yep. Colleen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. His speech yep. could not be more free. Nobody's trying to take away his freedom of speech. What what people what he's confusing is that that he then needs to be able to defend what he's saying. And he chose to not do that. He chose to leave. Now what I will say is I believe that um the the truth about how he left ITV and Good Morning Britain is probably in the middle of all of that. Mm-hmm. To me, I bet yeah. it was something along the lines of like ITV was like, "Hey, dude, you've been with us for a long time. We will give you the opportunity to save face. Mm-hmm. Like you probably shouldn't come back." And you know, he probably was like, "You can't fire me because I quit," kind of thing, right? And they yeah. probably were like, "Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> like that's fine. Like we'll just let you." That'll be the narrative, right? Like, we'll have the respect for you because of the service you've mm-hmm. given us. Right. Yeah, we're not privy to the actual right. machinations of what happened between Piers Morgan and ITV. But it seems like he should probably get that straight. Yeah. Well, right, <laughs> like he should get that straight. Is. Well, then it seems like, you know, he's choosing whatever narrative happens to be convenient to the story that he wants to tell us at a particular right. moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Can I just, like, give us a palate cleanser? Because my blood pressure rises when we talk about Piers Morgan. Oh, how can we cleanse the palate? Oh, I'm super excited about this. Thank you. Okay, so this is... um, You may have seen this. This basically has gone viral. This is a... And if you haven't seen it, you guys, look it up. It's called Right Up Our Alley. Um, And I think you can get it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, it It is a video that was filmed by Drone... Of the Bryant Lake Bowl. Oh, this is so cool. It's so cool. So it's made by a couple of uh, filmmakers based in Minneapolis. uh, And it's a studio called Rally Studios. Um, Cinematographer Jay Christensen. And it's uh, produced by Anthony Jaska with with Rally Studios. It is a one and a half minute video. That's it. But you guys, it's a one shot and it's taken with a drone. And like... I will, I'll be perfectly honest. I saw this headline and I went, well, what's the big deal? I don't, it's a drone, it's a drone video. Like, I don't need to click on this. Mm -hmm. And then it kept on popping up and I was like, okay, I'm going to click on this and I'm going to watch it. And oh my gosh, you guys, it is so much more than a drone video. It is so cool. Uh, It starts from the outside. You see how they'd have to choreograph everything in just such a way for it to tell kind of the story of Bryant Lake Bowl. Um, it is so cool. It is. I can't say enough about it. Holly, you've watched it. Yeah, I came across it on Twitter. It's so cool. And normally you'd be like, drones. But this, this is really cool. And everyone, people, the director James Gunn of Guardians of the Galaxy thought it was so cool. Yeah. That they're trying to work together and find a place for this person to work on an upcoming film. Which is huge. That's so cool. Which is so huge. I love it. I know. I want to know all the details about this, about this movie, about this little thing. It's so great. And it's cool. And you you know us in Minnesota. I know. We're so excited about anything that sort of highlights us. Yeah. You're like, that's, that's my place. And if I, you know, if I'm being perfectly honest, Bryant Lake Bowl has such a part of my own personal history. And anybody who's lived in that neighborhood or has frequented Bryant Lake Bowl, you kind of have this like soft space in your heart because it is such a unique and fun 
vibe. Mm-hmm. And it's been a hot minute since I've been there. It has been a hot minute. Yeah. And so to watch this, it just sort of gave me that feeling of home. And it is something to be proud of. It is such a, it, it really is so cool. So if you haven't seen it yet, again, it's called Right Up Our Alley. And you can find it on YouTube. It's literally a minute and a half. And it is so much fun. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you have to choose one movie or TV show that you loved from your childhood to share with your kids. What is it? You only get one. 651-641-1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.